This is Hallway Chats, where we meet people who use WordPress. We ask questions, and our guests share their stories, ideas, and perspectives. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 83. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Liam Dempsey. And I'm Tara Clays. Today we're joined by William Jackson. With advanced degrees in education, with a focus on educational technology, social media, and STEM, William has worked for NASA as an internet and technology instructor and as a technology consultant with the Florida Department of Education. He is a past professor at Edward Waters College. Hello, William, welcome. Thank you, glad to be here and happy new year. Thanks, William. Welcome very much to, to, to our little conversation out here in the virtual hallway. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, please? Oh, definitely. I am a teacher of 31 years in public education. Um, the majority of my teaching experience is in elementary ed, where I'm a physical education teacher and technology teacher as well. Uh, I focus uh, on STEAM, which is uh, science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics, and a little bit of music. And I just love engaging with the students and being um, an inspiration and a role model and just being involved and getting them to be global thinkers and, and learning more about the world around them, not just a local education, but a global education. That's wonderful. How did you get started with that? Well, I'm a fourth generation teacher, so it, it was kind of ingrained in me uh, to be a teacher. Um, when I was growing up in high school, I had the opportunity to um, be a part of a program called the Naval Sea Cadets uh, in, in Philadelphia. I'm born and raised in Philadelphia. So I had an option of either going into the military or going to college. And I chose the college route because I wanted to work with young people. So it was, uh, it was a good fit. Um, um, and, and the rest is history. Going to college, majoring in education. Um, I wanted to have an environment where I was outside. So physical education was a, was a great fit. I do love the sciences and technology but I have more opportunities to um, engage with kids with physical education. You said you grew up in, in and around Philadelphia and now you're, you're, you work for NASA and you're a technology consultant or you were a technology consultant with the Florida yes. Department of Education. And I believe that Edward Waters College is down in Florida as well. When and how and why did you make the, uh, the shift south? How did that go about? Oh, well, that, that's an interesting story. Um, when I graduated college, I wanted to go someplace that was different. And um, the furthest south I could get was Florida. So I decided to come down to Florida and um, got involved in the school system down here. I initially started in Putnam County, taught there for about 10 years, moved up to Jacksonville. And there were more opportunities with Jacksonville being a larger city. So um, I had the opportunity to work at um, Everwaters College. They were actually looking for someone to teach technology at that time. And this was like the middle, um, middle 90s. And they needed someone to teach teachers how to actually implement technology in the classroom. And NASA was a partnership with them. And at the time, there weren't too many people involved at the time that knew how to integrate technology in the classroom. So it was a good fit for me because I had that that, that zest and that zeal and that excitement for the two worlds and um, created a curriculum where we used uh, Microsoft Office at that time. 
And it was an earlier version of Office, if you can imagine, in the 90s, Microsoft still developing their applications. And we had a lab setting where the teachers could get on the computer and um, I taught them Word, PowerPoint, Excel, and different applications where they could use it in the classroom. So we went from low-tech environment to a high-tech environment. And Yeah, you sure did. It was great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. So this is really interesting to me because, William, you are the second teacher who we've had on the, on, okay. on the show here who teaches teachers' technology. We had a, a teacher from the Georgia area, Nadia oh, Williams, okay. join us a while back, and we met her in Atlanta, and she does the same kind of thing for her local school district where she right. is teachers technology. It's interesting to me that that teachers in technology drift to WordPress. Can you tell us about how you found WordPress and what brought you in and your story there? Okay, well, WordPress is, and I use the word a great fit a lot, um, because it, it, has, it offers a lot of flexibility. When I started blogging about 10 years ago, I was using uh, other programs and they just really weren't a good fit for me for the kind of content I wanted to post in the multimedia. So when I attended my first WordCamp was WordCamp Orlando uh, back in, let's see, 2014. And at that time, um, I didn't realize the significance actually of WordPress until the more I got involved in it and the, the networking that was great. And from there, each year I attended the work camps and just fell in love with not just the people, but the community, the open source community and all the knowledge that I, that I was learning so I could take it back and share it with not just the teachers at my school, but the students as well. So this provided a platform that was easy to use. Um, the learning curve wasn't too steep, but it, but it was, but I was able to learn more using that platform to promote my blogging and integrating social media into that. So it just allowed me to expand. I guess I could say giving my voice more of a platform to expand my voice. Yeah, that's great. We, we hear that a lot. Tara? Do you find WordPress to be something that's easy to teach? You've taught a lot of different software and technology. How do you find WordPress to be in terms of teaching? How, what did students stumble on, that type of thing? Oh, definitely. Um, when I was a um, professor at Everett Waters College, one of the programs um, that I developed was educational technology, social media, and STEM. And the students during the course of the, um, the class had to maintain a blog. So they had to consistently blog once a week for the 12-week course. And it provided a platform where they, even if they didn't have um, a lot of knowledge about how to actually blog, setting up the platform, setting up the, um, the application so that they can just log in and use it. Um, and one day was really simplistic and really easy for them to do because um, at the time, a lot of students, they are not aware of the opportunities to, to share content, to create content, and they didn't understand the value of it. So WordPress was a, was a perfect platform. And it also taught them to... Um, to write better, to uh, be more aware of the content that they create, which once you put it out there, it's out there permanently, and it allowed them to expand their uh, horizons to want to go into business, but to use technology as that, and also the teachers that were taking the course as well, because it's, it's a funny thing to have the students, when you go to a school, 
know more about technology than the teachers do. So you got to really like, you know, prepare them for it. But it, it's a wonderful platform. The kids love the blog on it. And actually, uh, for several years, as we were doing this, there's still some young people that took my class that are still bloggers as well. That's cool. Are they using WordPress.com or WordPress.org? Uh, both. Both platforms. Okay. And the beauty of it, too, is Aida and I, we are the organizers for WordCamp Orlando. So during the course of us creating a curriculum for uh, the kids' camp, uh, one of the things was integrating STEAM into it, but also teaching them and their parents how to create a website through WordPress.com. And they had a great time doing it. They had a one, yeah. I mean, all of them were successful. And the, the cool thing about it was not only as we were teaching, the kids were creating their sites, but the parents saw how easy it was. And they started creating their sites also on their um, phones and their tablets. That's great. What would you say is the the one thing that, that people get hung up on the most. If there's one, it's, I know it's really easy, but is there one thing that you find that's a sticking point for a lot of people universally or is there nothing? I think, I think the one thing is choosing, um, choosing a theme. Yeah. Because you have a large selection of themes that are available. And once you see them, it's like you get this excitement built up inside. Like I can choose that one, that one, that one. I can integrate pictures. But then when you start developing that and building, then that's where you learn, okay, well, I need to learn a little bit more about how to uh, modify my theme or how to import a graphic or how to import a video. So I think that's, that's one of the challenges. Of the yeah. I remember that when I first started using WordPress, uh, that that was, it's overwhelming. And right. then you try one and it's not the right one. And then you right. try another mm-hmm. one and it's not the right exactly. one. So, yeah, I can see. I remember that from being a new user. Hey, William, you mentioned Aida. Do you want to tell us uh, who Aida is? Sure. Aida, come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, Aida has, has, a, has a wonderful story. Um, we've known each other for, for years. Uh, and we've worked together with um, a program called Reader's Theater. And... Um, through the course of that, we found a love for technology and integrating technology. She's very artistic. I have no artistic bone in my body. So it's like I, the arts, it's, it's really not my forte, but it is for Aida because she's an artist and an actress. And we love going to work camps together. We've been speakers, organizers. So I'll just let her, you know, ex- explain what she does. Hey, uh, so I'm Aida and I own a company called Love Built Life. And basically I help people live life more creatively. That's what I do. So I teach art and sewing, but I've also started integrating graphic design and um, technology. So that's how we've gotten involved with teaching the kids. So when we do the kids camp, we put art and, and technology together. That is awesome. Organizing a kids camp, or organizing a word camp is not easy. Adding a kids camp to that is even more work. Uh, Talk us through that process a little bit. What was that all like? The idea of a kids camp, yay. And then you start to get into the nuts and bolts. You realize what did we, you're both in, you're in education, William, so that you're not, you're well ahead of where I would start. But (laughs) both of you, um, how that all came together and what that was like once you were into the thick of it. Well, the process is similar, just um, the planning aspect of it, but you plan it more, not just an instructional part, but you plan it to want it to, 
We want the kids to have fun and be involved and engaged. Um, so I took it as more or less a classroom lecture environment, which, which is the wrong way to take it. And AIDA was more or less a more hands-on process. So building that type of program was fun and exciting because it got the kids to be engaged. Um, it was more focused on um, their ability to have hands-on projects. For example, in Orlando, our projects were we created um, uh, three so, projects. Yeah, so the, the first project we did for the kids in Orlando, the theme was space. Right. So each individual kid um, created their own spaceship. Oh, so cool. To draw, that, draw it out or they could use their computer. So we actually had a few kids draw it. A draw. Uh, a few of them actually created it on the computer, and one even made an animated um, spaceship. And then the project was a group project. So now they had each individual had each individual child had a spaceship, but now they had to create a space station. So each group had to decide what was their space station about, what was its mission, where was it located, and many of them when they created their space station they actually drew their little ships attached to the station where their, their ships would be docked. That's wonderful. And they were, they were designated the captains and their parents were their first officers. So we, uh, we showed pictures of Star Trek and Star Wars, played music in the background. So it really made it inviting in that atmosphere. So just to let you know that um, Kids Camp was not individual to us. They were already, someone else was already doing Kids Camp. Um, we just happened to know them and they and Orlando were kind of stuck. They were already an organizer. They didn't have time. They were going to cancel it. And they asked us if we would step in. And so now since we've stepped in and we've added the component, um, it's blown up. It's now we have people who want to sponsor um, the kids camp and uh, really make it grow so that every ward camp has the opportunity to have a kids camp where they have hands on and um, the blogging aspect. I think that's so wonderful. I, I've yeah. attended WordCamp Miami a couple of times and that's the first time that I saw the kids camp and it just, mm-hmm. I thought it was amazing what the kids were learning and doing and just the way that the community was embracing them and supporting them was right. really, really cool. So uh, I'd like to ask you one of our signature questions, which is how you define success, whether that's personal, professional, or a mixture of both. How do you define success? Uh, I guess for me, um, it's a combination of personal and professional. Being an educator, you want to see the students that you're working with grow in some way um, to build their self-confidence, to build their, their ability to excel past where they are. Um, also for them to be inspired and motivated to work toward their goals and their accomplishments. So anytime you know, a young person is smiling, they're happy, they're excited about the learning process. You know, that motivates, inspires me and my teaching ability to do as much as I can to inspire them to move, you know, further than, than where they are. And, you know, education is one of those careers where you really don't see the fruits of your labors until the kids come back years later and say, you know, hey, thank you for, you know, teaching me this or teaching me that or doing this or, 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 or you know, being patient with me. So the wonder is, uh, and, the, and the great feelings you get when kids and parents come back and tell you thank you. Yeah, that's got to be one of the most rewarding things about being a teacher, seeing that down the road and all the all of the many many lives that you've touched. Uh, it's right. really 
It's a great. Oh yeah, I love elementary school. It's like from kindergarten to fifth grade. They're just so full of energy, and it's and it's interesting in this day and age. The last couple of years, when your third, fourth, and fifth graders come to you and tell you that they're following you on Twitter and they're following you on Instagram and they're following you. (laughs) That puts a different dynamic into it. It's like, okay, let me make sure my content is, you know, family oriented and fun and exciting. (laughs) They will comment on it. So yeah, in this day and age, you have to be very careful of that for sure. For sure. Do you have children of your own? Yes. um, My son, Sean, he's a student at uh, Florida state university. He's majoring in engineering. Uh, My daughter graduated from, University of Central Florida, she was majoring in mass communications. So they're off doing their own little thing. And Yeah, do they use WordPress for anything? Um, actually, my daughter does. Um, it's funny, when she started blogging, she kept telling me not to read her blogs. So she loves to blog. <laughs> she also has an Instagram. So I was like, Daddy, I don't want you to read my stuff. I said, I'm not going to be critical of it. You know, I'm going to just let you, let you be you, you know, let you do your thing. So, Are you uh, the one person she blocked on Instagram? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. I can't make any comments. Um, she'll unblock me occasionally, but um, I just keep... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. When you're... Your definition of success around students, I thought, was was really heartwarming in the sense of that's what exactly what we would want a, a teacher to say. That's got to be hard day in and day out, right? You love your job. You love the children. You love teaching. But some days it's a job, right? Right. Oh, yeah. There, and that's the last place you want to be uh, just because of the ebb and flow in life. How do you How do you inspire? How do you you know, not just give up, so to speak, you know, you've got a room full of faces that are looking up to you. How do, how do you, how do you get through that? What's that like? Well, it's like when you see the, the, the faces of the kids and you think that, okay, they, they are, and it's an old adage, they are blank slate. So they're just, they're just there to absorb all the information that you can share with them. And it's, it's not about, um, teaching a curriculum. It's not about just teaching them the ability to read, which is important, or teaching the, the ability to do mathematical, mathematical projects, which is important to PE, but it's explaining to them the why they need to learn this, to be able to apply it to the future. And I like to always tell them that everything that you're learning, you should have a global perspective of it with the world because you never know as you get older and you start thinking about careers, where you're going to end up in the world or who you're going to meet. And the the joy is when they really get an understanding of, well, I just don't have to stay in Jacksonville or I just don't have to stay in Orlando or I just don't have to stay in Tallahassee. I can go work and have a career anywhere in the world. And, you know, that shows that the world is so diverse and so open to new ideas and creativity creativity and innovation, it helps to bring that out in young people. And it, and it inspires them as well because, you know, being a teacher, you are a role model for them. And it doesn't matter what grade or what subject because you instill the value of learning in them to want to be, um, to want to continue to be um, universal learners or global learners. 
Sounds like you are a great role model. Well, I, I try. My, I say I'm a big kid, too, because I love physical education, being outside and playing games. My knees don't hold up as much as they used to. <laughs> so yeah. we, have a, we have a good time. We you do. mentioned that you also come from a long line of teachers. So yes. this, were you raised with these same kind of ideas and values, I would imagine? Oh, yes. My mother was a high school business teacher. Um, actually, when she started teaching, she started teaching um, shorthand in high school. So, you know, that was years ago. That's and going back a few years. Yes, <laughs> that's going way back. Um, and the first uh, typewriter she had were the IBM electric typewriters that they had in her classroom. So she progressively um, integrated technology. And she would ask me occasionally come into her room and help her set up things and plug things in. So she was actually uh, my role model because not knowing it at the time, she was guiding me towards understanding the importance and value of technology. So um, it, it was a good opportunity to see how typewriters progressed and when she got the IBM computers, how that progressed, installing software, um, actually learning a little bit of coding when the CPROP came up and installing software. So, um, and my dad was a reading teacher. So he emphasize the value, not just the reading, but the comprehension. It's like why you should be able to read and understand what you're reading so you can apply it. I like that. William, what would you say is or has been your biggest challenge in getting to where you are as a as an educator? I think the biggest challenge is um, meeting the needs of the established curriculum that we have to teach by and within that curriculum still make learning fun and exciting for students. Um, even though there's certain things that even in physical education or art education or music education or the arts, we have a curriculum we have to, um, we have to follow. It's still inspiring and exciting and, you know, getting that excitement in the students to say, hey, even though we're covering a particular area you may not be comfortable in, you know, get out of your comfort zone and let's make this fun, let's make this exciting, but this is how you can apply it to other areas. So one of my, one of my things in school is you can't say the C word, which is the can't word, you can't say can't. Um, you can't tell me it's too hard because I believe that you can do that and you're capable of achieving great things. And the curriculum is designed to prepare you to be a continuous learner. And the ultimate goal is to graduate high school to get that high school diploma. So the challenge may be, there may be changes to the curriculum from the legislature. They may want students to learn a particular area, like the changes in mathematics. But we have to implement those changes in the learning environment that's still nurturing, that's still fun, that's still engaging, and that still provides opportunity for growth. Just, uh, talk about how the the fun of learning is so important and not that everything has to be a game uh, not so much for me at the grade school level but at the university level at the college level I was in a program that I got into okay a year and a half and I just did not like it and my grades reflected the fact that I was not studying and right. then I changed majors and my grades shot up because I absolutely loved what I was learning and it was oh this is neat I totally want to learn this this is so right cool. I get more and with teachers at the grade school level, 
they've got to teach them everything, right? It's reading, it's writing, it's math, it's social studies. Right. Uh, it's, it's, it's the foundation of everything. And that's hard to make everything exciting for all students, given the, how different we all are. Oh, it is. It is. And you try to find resources online that, that you can integrate um, into your lessons. I love using YouTube videos. Uh, we recently had a, a bicycle activity where um, the PE teachers, we could reserve bicycles. So I had 25 bicycles reserved. But before I actually got the bicycles, I went on YouTube and pulled up videos that showed how to ride bicycles safely and showed them to the students a week or two weeks before we actually got the bikes. So they had the visual element. We had discussions about how to be safe and all of that together with finally getting on the bikes. And they remembered, oh, yeah, I should wear a helmet. Oh, I can wear knee pads or or, um, or gloves or elbow pads. But this is why I do need to have a helmet look both ways before you cross the street. So, you know, you ingrain those elements in your brain ahead of time so that when they actually do the lessons, you know, they put all the pieces together. I want to ask you a little bit about when you were talking about um, inspiring kids to sort of um, do their best and graduate. Do you have, I know there's some, there's a lot of talk in the WordPress community about diversity in in our community or lack thereof in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm because WordPress is open source and free and you can really uh-huh. learn WordPress um, very economically, do you, are you working with different socioeconomic groups to teach them when you're, when you're targeting kids to teaching kids? Um, are they coming from all over or are you seeing that the diversity is increasing with, with the younger crowd? Well, there, there is an increase in diversity. Uh, so when Aida and I do a workshop, we invite all students. Um, it doesn't matter gender, socioeconomic backgrounds, because we try to instill that this is something that you can use now to help you think about what type of career you want in the future or um, the, the value of learning programming, the value of learning web development. And you can take these skills and learn properly how to network and, and attend work camps. Because we're always promoting um, on our social media platforms why it's important for young people, college students, to attend uh, work camp conferences for the empowerment, for the networking, and the opportunity to meet so many dynamic people, such as, such as yourself. You know, it was great sitting um, at work camp um, U.S. and, you know, having that conversation and learning from each other and just sharing the fun and excitement of the open source community. So it's growing. I think the challenge is to to broadcast that information on a broader platform to communities that really need that information that aren't getting it uh, through through traditional means. Because I would love to uh, have a relationship with schools and colleges and talk to young people about coming out to work camps and attending kids camps. And uh, Aida and I have talked about that a lot, about what what ways could we get that information out, whether it's actually going to schools or using social media platforms to let the students know the value of attending and participating in one, and the fun as well. Yeah, I think that's a that's an interesting concept. I'm just like brainstorming in my head some kind right. of group that would do outreach to schools, especially schools in inner cities and that type of thing, yes. or rural areas as well, uh, to try to get more kids 
involved um, right. maybe aren't going to pursue college or higher education. They can still right. get it exactly. stop doing web work. So right. um, or working with WordPress. So I think that's a really interesting thing. I'm yeah. going to mull on that a bit. I yeah. don't know if any, if anything like that exists already that does outreach. Well, I usually do the traditional method. I, I email the principals and provide them the information, but it still goes back to the administrators if they think it's valuable enough to share with the students and mm. with the teachers. And it's the same with teachers, the teachers that I know and the educators that Aida knows and the artists, um, we communicate them about when WordCamp is coming. We're, we're the organizers for the kids camp for WordCamp Jacksonville. So now we're in the process in the communities around us, you know, letting you know, schools know this is what's coming up June 30th, you know, the kids camp, uh, WordCamp Jacksonville is the 29th and 30th, get involved. Even if you just want to attend and learn and network, you know, it's, it's a valuable opportunity to do so. Right. Yeah. And I know there are organizations like Kids Who Code and that type of thing that do right. reach in schools. I just don't know if there's any WordPress specific thing, but, um, mm-hmm. but yeah. So before we run out of time, which we're about to do, I want, we always ask our guests also about advice. And if you'd share with us what you would consider to be the best, most valuable advice that you've received and that you've implemented in your life. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you what I usually start um, our presentations with um, at WordCamp, but when we're talking to kids. So I'll hold up my phone. <laughs> And what I usually say is, and, and Aida reminds me, you have to say it in a way that everyone understands, so I'll do it this way. I'll have everybody repeat me, and I'll say, this can be your best friend or your worst enemy, depending on the content uh, that you post online. So that's very transformative because it gets people to think about, okay, well, I can pick up this phone and get on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever platform and share my voice, but I still have to be accountable and responsible for my content. That's great advice and very specific. And yes, even for, for uh, non-kids, that's important advice. Absolutely. We all love love, hate relationship with that thing. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. So, well, William, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show and to meet Aida as well. Uh, thanks for being here today with us. Okay. Where can people find you online? Um, they can find us on, uh, let's see, our, our Instagram is uh, Love Built Life and William D. Jackson. And the Twitter is at WM Jackson. And I believe it's Love Built Life. Love Built Life as well. Hers is easy. Love Built Life. Mine is Love Built Life anywhere. Great. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I hope to see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Have a great time. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves.